Welcome to the Property Investors Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an upload. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Enjoy this week's show and don't forget to share it with all your friends. Hey, I'm Russell Leeds. What's happening? I'm Ricky Mandel. And welcome to the Property Investors Podcast. On this week's show, the reason why you are poor. Who, me? Well, not you, them. Oh, them. <laughs> okay. I thought you were talking about me then. Oh, no, don't worry. You're rich. No, I'm Rick. Are you Rick? R-I-C. R-I-C. Not not that again. (laughs) Um, Now, obviously, we're not necessarily talking about you specifically. It's like, why are people in the UK poor? What's the reason when you're living in in a land of opportunity? You know, you can look at certain people are born into poverty in certain countries where there's no opportunity and there's no way to dig themselves out of it. It's very, very difficult to do that. But in the UK or in America or in most of Europe, we're, we're in such a fortunate position where number one, I suppose you could argue that everyone's rich, you know, compared to other countries and the standard of living here is very high. But we're in such a fortunate opportunity where anyone can go from poor to being rich. So why do they stay poor? Why do people in the UK stay poor, Rick? I think there's many reasons. I think um, one of the big things for many people that I speak to is, how would I describe it? I guess I'd describe it as almost like a thermostat. Because we, we all have a financial thermostat, just like the room we're in now has a thermostat, you know, and I don't know where it's set to now because I'm actually in your office right now. But let's say, you know, Russell, you like it hot. Let's say he's got it set, set at 30 degrees, right? <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. That's like a sauna sort of level. 30 degrees. Would you have your thermostat set to 30 degrees? 20? Maybe. 30? It has to be an even number, whatever it is. We'll go 20 then. You can't have it on an odd number. Well, well, so when you watch TV... Let's you know, go 50 the, then. You know the volume when you watch TV? Do you yeah. have the volume on an odd or even number? Whatever. Don't no way. I don't even think really? about it. I just turn it up to whatever can't, th- sounds would, good. If it's on an odd number, I wouldn't be able to watch it. Are you serious? It would irritate me it's so It's not much. like it's sitting there telling you that it's on an odd number. No, but when you've seen it, if you see it and it's like... And it disappears then. If you, if it's gone. You, like, turn up the volume 15 and it goes off. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't focus until it's an even number. But serious? Yeah. What's wrong with an odd number? It's just... Irritating, isn't it? So if you net, if your net worth was say eleven mil, oh, it has, it has to be twelve. Could it not be ten? It'd be, be easier. 10, you could give me a mil. I'd be happy to go odd. <laughs> Don't mind. <laughs> so if he said, "Oh, I'll give you nine hundred quid," and you you go, oh, "Give me a grand, round it up, <laughs> give me an extra hundred quid." That's basically what you're saying. Yeah, but it would make sense for me to give you eight hundred quid, not a grand. Yeah, but if you, you, you surely you'd be like, well, actually, no, no, no. look, you, you, you do me a favour, you keep keep your extra hundred, just give me a hundred less, not a hundred more. <laughs> I'll take the mill, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say this room is set for twenty six degrees. So it can be any even number. Does it have to be like twenty, thirty? Why is why does six get a pass? What, you what? tell me, what, what temperature do you have this room? 21. <laughs> it can't be 21. 21? It has to be even. It's t- literally, I said it's 21. 20. All right. It's 20 degrees. Right. And I don't know what, it's 21. Let's see if I get it. Good, because 20 would be slightly chilly, but let's, carry on. All yeah. right, let's see how long it takes me to get irritated. All right. So it's 21 degrees. <laughs> it's 20 degrees, and this room is set for 20 degrees. So if, if we open a window, and let's say it's set for 20 degrees, the cool air will come in and the temperature will drop. Maybe it might drop to 15, no, 16 degrees, because that's even. Drop to 16 <laughs> degrees. But because the thermostat is set for 20 degrees, 
the run will always adjust itself to go back to wherever the thermostat's set. In the same way, if we have... A load well, of actually, right now, it's the air con that's keeping it at 20 watts. The other way around. If you open the window, it'll probably go up. Probably go up. That's what I just said. You, no, you said, said go said down. It, I said if it goes down to yeah. six, six... It wouldn't. It's, 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 it's cooler in here than it is out there. It's well, yeah, the air con. Yeah, but the principle's the same. Yeah, it's because we're in fun. summer at the moment. Yeah, but if you're going to be so pedantic about a degree... Let's say this room is full of people and it gets really warm in here and there's loads of lights on, it might go up to 30 degrees. But if it's set for 26, the thermostat will adjust the temperature and it will always come back to whatever the thermostat is set at. And just in the same way, like this room has a thermostat, me, Russell, and you listening or watching this also have a thermostat and it's called your financial thermostat. Do you, want, do you want to explain what the financial thermostat is? Yeah, well, if you, if you look, for example, at people that win the lottery, how often does a poor person win the lottery and waste and blow the money? Well, it's a crazy... It's, well, there's a stat. It happens all the time. Yeah, it, and it's crazy. You'd think, oh, wow, they've won. And do you know what the interesting thing is as well? I, I, saw, I was reading a, a book, actually, about money the other day, and there was a stat in there about people that um, spend money on lottery tickets. This is in America, but the principle's the same. And the lowest earning income, I think it was like the bottom 10%, on average, they spend the most, by the way, on lottery tickets. You'd think you got less money, you'd wait, you'd spend less, right? Well, it's that mentality, isn't it? Trying to get the golden ticket. Exactly that. And they spend on average $450 a year buying lottery tickets on average. However, those same people said that they couldn't scrape together $50 in an emergency. It's great. That's like... Is that like, that must be a lottery ticket a day, I don't know how much lottery tickets are, but... No, no, mate, I haven't, I've never done, than... you know, I've never done the lottery, not even once. I don't think I've ever done it either. I've never done it, never done the lottery, because you, with the chances of you winning, like those people that are spending that $450 on the lottery, would be much better saving that $450, they obviously can, because yeah. they're blowing it at the moment, yeah. and investing it. But the crazy thing is as well, let's say they did win the lottery, They'd probably blow it because their thermostats. And it's even worse because then they've blown the lottery money and they've lost their four hundred and something quid. Yeah. <laughs> so what 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 make what sets your thermostat? Because we all have a thermostat, and what it is is. And, and uh, by the way, as well, you will recognise this in yourself, right? Um, you don't have to be a lottery winner to see. That's the most extreme example. But let's say you're in a job and you're earning thirty grand a year, and then you get a pay rise, and now you're on thirty six grand a year. Happy day. Suddenly you're going to have loads more money, right? But you don't, do you? Because somehow, magically, you find a way to spend that extra six grand and your, ex your expenses, your outgoings, just creep up. And you, you have the exact same amount of money left at the end of the month as you did when you were on 30 grand. And then when you get another pay rise, you go up to 40 grand, the same thing happens again and again. And we, no one manages to have an extra money even when their earnings are up because they're, they're, they're finding a way of blowing it. And the reason they blow it is because that's where their thermostat is set. Yeah, and it's just like the room. If it, if it drops, the room temperature drops, the room will adjust to get back to where the thermostat is set. And we, we, we're all set to have a set amount in the bank. So let's say, for example, you might be sat there thinking, okay, I know that if I have three grand in the bank, I'm comfortable. And what happens is, let's say one day, it goes down, two mm. and a half grand. It's like, whoa, got to get this back up to three grand. You get it back up to three grand, it's like, ah, oh, I'm good. But in the same way as it going down, when it goes up, the same thing happens. It's like, oh, 
You just got a bonus. Let's go to Dubai. Let's go to Dubai. Let's go and stay in the same hotel we always stay in. Exactly. And then you spend the money. Oh, I've got four grand now. Oh, spend a thousand back to three grand. It's comfortable. Yeah. And that's that's what the financial thermostat is. And one of the main influences on your financial thermostat is your environment. You know, you are the average of the five people you hang around. And a good way, actually, I saw Samuel do this, uh, one of our um, training programs. It's really interesting because it doesn't work every single time because it never will work every single time. But I'd say nine times out of 10, if you do this, it will probably show you what I mean by the average of the five people you hang around. If you look at what you earn as an income and then you write down the five people you spend the most time with and you add up their salaries and then divide that by five, the chances are that number that you're looking at is probably what you earn. Mm. Crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. So I suppose the first problem, well, the first solution, should I say rather, of how to fix your financial thermostat is realising that there is a financial... It's like the opposite of Fight Club. The first thing you need to do is talk about fight, <laughs> talk about your financial thermostat. Fight, fight, fight Don't tell me you've not watched Fight Club. No. You've never watched Fight Club? What does Fight Club have anything to do with the, the financial thermostat? In Fight Club, it's a fa- very famous saying. They say the first rule of Fight Club you don't talk about Fight Club. And I'm saying it's the opposite. Right. The financial thermostat, the first rule of fixing it is you've got to talk about it. You've got to be aware of it. Yeah. If you're not aware, you know, there might be people watching this right now that were like, oh my goodness, I'm exactly like that. I didn't realise that I had a financial thermostat. I thought, like the people that want to win the lottery, they think winning the lottery will make them rich. But it won't. They'll be a poor person with a lot of money. Yeah. And when you're a poor person with a lot of money, you blow the money and you become poor again like Ricky's saying. So the first thing is to be aware of it. So how do you fix it? I agree with you about environment. I think that's a really good tip. Uh, environment is stronger than willpower. Yeah. When you're around people that are all doing, and you can see that in culture. You look at cultures that, are, you know, we are who we are because we're heavily influenced. We don't like to think we're heavily influenced. We like to think that we're a unique individual. But in reality, we're heavily influenced by the people around us and the times, like if you look back in England, like a couple of hundred years ago, they used to like hang people in the street Everyone used to go and cheer and watch it. Whoa! Now we look at that now and we're like, sickos. But if we were there back then, would you be going, sicko? Would you be there cheering in the street, Rick? I mean, that would be horrific. Like terrible. But what would you do if you if you lived back then? If you were if you were hanging around with people that all did it? Oh well, yeah, I wouldn't be the odd one out. No. So what would you do? So when someone got hanged in the street, what would you do, Rick? But that's my point there, right? Sometimes we look at other cultures and we think, oh, what they do is terrible. But that's their culture. And if you were there, you'd do the same thing. And you are doing the same thing, you're just in a different culture. That's why you think what you do is normal and okay. So the people that you hang around with heavily, heavily heavily, heavily influence you for sure. So the first thing you've got to do is control your environment. Yeah, and also controlling your environment doesn't mean, oh, I need to, you know, um, spend... I need to change my group of friends and meet new people. It does mean that, but also you can make slight changes, like even listening to this podcast. Mm. You know, when, 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 when you drive, instead of listening to music, listen to the Property Investors podcast, little plug. But your car should be like university. Yeah. Listen to podcasts, listen to, you know, change your environment, not just by physically with people hanging around, but also listen to podcasts. You know, watch Samuel's YouTube videos. Like, you can have a mentor as... When I started out, before I you know, went on to advanced training and met Samuel in person, 
I felt like I knew Samuel before I even met him because he was a mentor to me, not from meeting him because I hadn't met him yet, but from just watching his videos, listening to his podcast, because that is still your environment. Mm. I 100% agree. And it's, it's the influences you, isn't it? It's the, it's the things yeah. that influence you. 100% agree. If you can be reading books, podcasts, YouTube videos, drowning yourself in that sort of content, it will have an influence on you. Because it might be that, like, I remember you sort of saying, Samuel was one of the people that you hung around with the most, even though you didn't even know him. Yeah. Because he was always in your ear. Yeah. Teaching you stuff. He was stuff. a mentor to me before yeah. I even met him. And then... When I did meet him, that was kind of like, because I'd already been around him, I felt like I knew him because I've been listening to him all the time, I've been watching the videos. When I met him, it just it just clicked and it felt right. And then one thing led to another, and then you know, we are where we are now. But you can do the same thing, just change your environment, make small changes in the car when you're at home. You know, before you go to sleep, watch something positive, watch something that's gonna empower you and you know educate you and not watch just crap that's just gonna give you the wrong mindset. So, when, when do you do it the most? For me, it's walking. Yeah. Because I've got a dog. So I take the dog for a walk. I'm only about half an hour walk every day. I always listen or, or listen to just podcasts and books and stuff when I'm walking. And it's when I'm driving. More driving I do. If I've got to go into London or if I've got to go, I'm going to Manchester on, on a Friday, that's going to be like a six-hour round trip. I get yeah. a whole booking in that time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do, do you speed... You, the audio, if you no, listen to audio, I listen to it normal. Do you? I, see, I speed it up a tiny bit. I don't get it. I listen to some people when they're on what, the WhatsApp and the voice notes. and I listen to voice notes really fast. I don't, I don't get it. Listen, like, yeah, just listen to it normal. Nah, what? It's faster. Yeah, but... Slight but, edge. But saving you, time. But if you listen to it normally, you can get people's tonality and really understand what they're saying. It's not just being fast forward. Depends what it is. There's, so there's certain books I've tried to listen to and I turn it up and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't take it in. Yeah, you know, I, can't, I can't take that in. I've got to, got to go at, uh, at level one. But I would say 99% of books I can listen to at 1.2. I don't even notice. Yeah. It just, and, then, and then you look back and it's like, oh, I've saved an hour. Yeah. On that book. I might try it. You should try it at 1.2. People that listen to it at two speed are just ridiculous. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, it's just like, it's just, I hear them. I, my, my stepdad, Tim, is one of the ones that listens to it on two. And he, and he listens to it, he's sitting in the room. It's like, <laughs> you cannot. How much time does it save? Well, well, two would be double the... Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing is this. Um, learn maths. <laughs> yeah, um, learn maths. Well, well, we say that, but you don't... I didn't... I failed maths. Yeah, but then you say stupid stuff like, how long does it change? <laughs> yeah, but, you know... Like... You, can, you, can be, you can be rich and be a bit stupid. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm Ricky. Welcome to the Property Must Podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm stupid. But this isn't stupid. Let me give you something that's not he, stupid. He's, he's, I'll just correct but he's actually, he's actually very smart, but he's a little bit uneducated with maths, isn't it? I thought really? you were going to say, he's actually very, very stupid. No, no. He's, you actually are very smart, but when it comes to maths, you're a bit stupid. And the problem is, it's like with general knowledge. If, you, if your general knowledge is shit, um, and then someone asks you something that everyone else knows, it makes you look stupid. Thing is, a lot of people that I know that are very successful often didn't do well in school. That's true. Hoffman, you are a genius. You are a genius. But, but even look at Samuel. Look how successful Samuel is. He didn't do great at school. No, and he's not. He's not like great at maths. No. You know. Um, he's better. He know what he know. He actually is not bad. He didn't used to be. He's got better at maths. Yeah. It's probably because he's always looking at deals and you know stacking numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. I guess you get get used to it. But here's something not stupid for you. Another thing you can do is also. <laughs> 
<laughs> but here's something not stupid. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> here's something not stupid you can do. Rich people think differently to poor people. So I'll give an example. Because we could, I, we, we could talk about this for hours. A few, few things. Firstly, rich people find solutions. Poor people find the problems. Yeah. And I picked this up from you and Samuel. As soon as I started hanging around you guys, I was always looking at the problem. I'd say, you know, Russell, Samuel, this is the deal that I'm looking at, but the problem is this, this, and this. And I would finish the sentence. And one thing you'd always say to me is, well, what's the solution? Yeah. Don't come to me with a problem. Come to me with a solution and how we can overcome it. Oh, we say it. that to our staff. Yeah. Don't come to us with problems. Come to us. They're still occasionally with problems. <laughs> <laughs> but it's come to us with solutions. Yeah. But yeah. you're very solution oriented. And I think mm. rich people look, focus on the solutions rather than the problems. Yeah. But the, pro- but the poor people focus on problems. And because they're focusing on the problems, guess what they find? More problems. Because what you focus on expands. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And it's also, I think rich people tend to be positive people as well. Yeah. I think that, you, for me, I hate negativity. Yeah. But the biggest thing, for sure, I agree with everything you've said, the biggest thing is rich people invest their money in assets. Not liabilities. I, well, not, so interesting, so that's an often saying, isn't it? Rich people buy assets, not liabilities. I think rich people buy both. But would you say that rich people buy the liabilities when the Invest, the return from the investment from the asset can pay for the rich people buy, buy assets first yeah yeah so if you're if you've got a, a pot of money yeah and then you can get you could get a car or you could get a house the rich person would invest the money into the house get their return for their investment and use that return to pay for the liability i think, I think that's true to a point but i don't think it's a hard and fast rule i think what most rich people will do is they'll save a percentage i call it investor tax so right. Do you know the government taxes you every time you earn money? You get taxed. Yeah. I tax myself. It's my investor tax. <laughs> right. So every time it's true. Every time I earn some money, this is the way you say it. I tax myself. Investor tax. Well, where, so, all right. So where does the tax go? It goes into a bank account that I'm not allowed to touch for anything other than investing. Oh right. I thought you were going to say, well, it's investor tax because I tax myself to buy liabilities. No. But then, but then what I'm saying is though, my other money, I would, might spend liabilities. I don't necessarily earn all my liabilities, from, pay for all my liabilities from passive income. So would you say you save more money, your investor tax? Would you say you save a small amount compared to what you'd... So let me get my head around this. Yeah. So you save a small amount of money, which is your investor tax, which you use that money to then invest in Stuff. properties and stuff like and that. Then, and then that will, that will then... Increase my earnings. So, how much do you put aside for liabilities and fun? What um, I put twenty percent aside for investor tax, and then everything else is, is all the other stuff that I pay for. So, twenty percent. You think if you were speaking to someone, you'd put twenty percent aside? It depends, depends on what your income is. You can start with ten, start with five, and then you start to move up. Like we said, with, the, with these 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 people that are the, the lowest ten percent in America that are spending four hundred and fifty, just put that in one percent. Save something. It's interesting because I'm. Um, going to be teaching my kids. I want to start doing investment lessons with them, and, and I, I'm gonna, I want to be like giving them pocket money. I want them to pay for everything themselves. So I want, I want them to have to buy their own toys. I want them to, have to buy their own clothes, everything. So we're going to start giving them. I haven't exactly worked out how I'm going to do it, but we'll probably start giving them like an allowance or for doing their schoolwork or their homework or something. Get them to do something. It's hard because we've got cleaners and like normally we're like, oh, go and mow the lawn. It's like. Oh, the gardener's already there doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Go and cl- oh, oh, oh. You've got anything to, to do? Cook the dinner. Oh. <laughs> private chef. No, I haven't got a private, haven't got a private chef. 
I could have get you a got good... a private chef? No, so I haven't got a private chef. Why don't you get one? Do you know, I have considered it. Because I've considered getting one with Samuel. Right. That's what we're doing with a housekeeper. So we've got a housekeeper and they come, because we live so close. Yeah, yeah. So they come every day, but they go to his house and my house, do like three hours at each. And we've got the same with the maintenance guy who's doing both houses. We did think we could get a private chef and do both houses. Yeah, but then the problem with that is, here we go, more people focus on problems. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'll give you a solution as well. The problem with that is if you have dinner at 6pm, but also Samuel has dinner at 6pm, when a chef can't be in two places at once, it literally is 100, 100 metres away. Yeah, but they've got to prep the meal, cook mm. the meal, clear up. I mean, you're talking a couple of hours. But yeah. what if Samuel's like, oh, actually, I want to eat at 6 o'clock as well. Now the chef's got to choose whether they go, you or Samuel. Could they not prepare both lots of food and then just deliver it? Like, you get a takeaway food, they deliver it, don't they? Yeah, but surely the whole point of getting a private chef is so that it's freshly cooked in well, front d- of them. Delivery's fresh, isn't it? When you get a takeaway? Still well, fresh, I mean, that's a bit of a difference between a takeaway and a nice, freshly cooked meal in your, in your kitchen. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I mean, the solution is get a private chef each. Or that could be the kid's job. That could be there. What the hell are they doing I mean, in I'm their not, pocket money? I'm not sure. I Child mean, labour. What? I mean, Nike are doing it. Why can't I? <laughs> yeah, but I mean. Adidas are doing it. Cooking chicken. All the big companies. Mm, what, you reckon they're being irresponsible? They get good, don't they? Yeah, but they're kids, bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my point is, forget every, everything we've just said. We should cut that out. Right, forget all that. My point is, I want them to have a stream of income and I want to teach them about investing it. Yeah. I want to teach them how to tax themselves. I want to teach them how to budget. It's so important. Do you know what? I really like that. How to tax themselves. Because most people would say, I'm going to tax them. But that's giving them an employee mindset then. Yeah. Interesting. Tax is that intentional or did I just pick that up? You, you just picked that up. It's quite the reason I thought of tax is because the government tax you, right? Yeah. And they take it before anything. See, what most people do is they save what's left. Yeah. Whereas the tax always gets taken first. Income tax. Yes. Yeah. So I think, why don't you tax yourself? Take it first. Then you've got what's left. And that way it's coming off every single time. So your financial blueprint, or what I want my kids' financial blueprint to be is... We take 20% and that can only be invested. If they do that, they will be rich. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they earn. You can be a low earner, but if you're taking 20% and investing it, if you're on 36 grand a year or something and you managed to put aside three grand a year and you invested it, you, be, you would, from compound interest, you're getting about a 10% return. After like 40 years, you'd be, I can't remember the, I have worked it out, but after about 40 years, you'd be a millionaire. Wow. That's slow. It's not super exciting. And there are much faster ways to get rich. You want to, you want to be focusing on your high cash flow as well. That's why property is so great, because you can do deal selling, you can do rent to rent, you can create passive income by controlling property when you don't even own it. You then can invest that and you're, you're great. But even if you just got a low income job, if you can save money aside and invest it, you'll become rich. Yeah, I agree. Also, with saving money, I think the mindset that some people have is, if I want to become rich, I need to penny pinch as well. I need to, ooh, don't have that Starbucks. Free quid there. Actually, I think it's more than that now. But you can't, can't, can't be having the Starbucks. Save that money. But when you think about it, no one got rich from not having Starbucks. No one got rich from doing that. What they did was, exactly what you just said, making, putting 20% aside and investing it, but also just have more outgoings, man. Do you know what people, what the average person does as a job and they want to you know, make more money is they'll work 
and they'll get paid at the end of the month. And then by the time they get paid again, they've got no money left. So what do they do? Well, they do overtime and they work harder. They trade their time for money, work really hard, and they earn a bit more money, which maybe they could save or spend. But what rich people do is they get more outgoings. So let me give you an example. Look at rent to rents. If you have a job and you get paid once a month, why not have more outgoings? And I don't mean liabilities, I mean get a rent to rent. Now you're gonna have maybe a grand a month as an outgo, an extra, an extra grand a month is gonna be going out. Mm. You're gonna have to have outgoings to cleaners, to a management company, to bills, utilities. You're gonna have another seven, eight, nine, ten 10 outgoings, online travel, all of these different outgoings for this one rent to rent. So you might have 10 outgoings for this one deal, but this one deal, you'll get bookings on a nightly basis. So you'll have 10 outgoings, but then you'll have 26, 27, 28 incomes of bookings every night. And when you add up the bookings income and take away them outgoings, you're left with a profit. Yeah, no, I agree. The Starbucks though isn't, a, isn't a, um, an asset, is it? Buying the Starbucks, that is a liability. Right. The, re- the, re- so the, the reason I agree with you, by the way, because I think people might be watching it and going, I just will get more outgoings. Why would you want to spend more on Starbucks? Why would you want to spend more on takeaways? Why would you want to... Surely, if you want to get rich, the more that you save, the better. Well, number one, it actually doesn't make a difference. Because if you take 20% off, whatever you spend the money on is actually irrelevant. The reason that people say that, the reason you're saying that, the reason people say don't worry about... No one's going to save their way to becoming rich is because... If you're spending time and effort focusing on saving three quid on a Starbucks, don't worry about that. Yeah, Forget that's that. my point. It doesn't matter. What you want to be focusing on is spending your time on high-earning activities. Like you can't save your way to rich. You can't. Not on a, not on a salary. Not on a job salary. No. You can't save your way to rich. You, 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 if you put aside a good chunk and you invest it wisely, you can save no, your way you to rich. Save your way, you can't save your way to rich by saving three pounds on a Starbucks. No. And you shouldn't be focusing on that. No. What you should be focusing on is what am I going to spend my 20% on? You should be focusing on the money that you spend. You should be focusing on how can I not have to worry about paying for that £3 for the Starbucks. Yeah. What can I invest in that can pay for my Starbucks? 100%. Money is designed to flow. It's not designed to get, it's not designed to get stuck. It's designed to be spent. You should be spending your money, but you should be spending it in ways that bring money back, making your money work for you. That's what rich people do. That's how you're going to get rich. I agree. It's quite an interesting topic. This it's is, a very it? interesting topic. It's, 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 it's a crucial topic. That's why I'm is. so excited because my kids are nine and seven now and I'm going to start working with them come September on doing investor lessons. Yeah. I'm really excited about doing it with yeah. them because I really want them, you know, trying to instill in, instill in them this philosophy yeah. because it's not what we're taught at schools. It's not what we're taught by society. And the good thing is you can change this. You can change this now. Yeah. You just have to tweak a few things, make a few changes now. Is it easy? No. But is it hard? No, it's, it's not easy and it's, it's not hard to change it. You just need to do the correct, correct things. You need to, need to make the changes and put yourself in the right environment. Another thing that I know is because we, I know you and Sammy have helped me do this. Myself, you, Sammy, we're very quick to work out people's thermostats. And one of the ways, and you can do this with yourself, you know, if you're watching or listening, you can do this with yourself. One of the things that you can do is ask yourself, or ask a friend of yours some questions, and just ask them, for example, um, what's been the worst thing about your day? About my day? Yeah, let me, well, okay, let me ask you, what's been the worst thing about today? Worst thing about today, oh, I've had a good day. I can't think of anything bad that happened to me. I haven't had a bad, nothing bad's happened to me today. You're rich. From that? (laughs) From that? Yeah. 
Okay, let's switch it now. So they, and then we'll explain after. Go on. Now let's flip it. And now you're poor. All right. What was the worst thing about? Oh, you I wasn't role playing. I was genuinely. I, I, you've never done this to me before. I know. I, was, I, I genuinely got a bit worried then because I thought you were going to go. Oh, oh this well. is that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, oh no. What's he doing? <laughs> like, did he not know this? No, I don't. You I taught don't. me it. <laughs> me? It must be Samuel. It's not me. Not nothing to do with me. Well. Okay, let's, let's switch it then, then we'll explain. All right, well, so, I, I kind of get where you're going with it. Yeah. Shall I ask you the question? So you you ask me the question, rate? okay. All right, um, what's been the, the worst thing about your day today? Oh, man, well, I was walking and it started to rain and I got soaking wet and I didn't have an umbrella. And then there was a dog that was just barking at me while I was trying to have my coffee. And it's just, it's not been good. But maybe tomorrow we'll get Now, the difference is a, a poor person is quick to criticise. Whereas a rich person, they don't criticise, they look at the positives. Do you know, I do this, actually. I, I, didn't, know, I didn't know about the rich thing. Um, but I do this in interviews. So one of the things I always ask them is, like, I, I trick them into it as well. Because I want to fight, because if they're on guard and they're in an interview. Yeah, yeah. So I always say, who's the best boss you've ever worked for? And they'll go, oh, it was Dave. Best. Oh, why was he the best boss? Oh, he was the best boss because this, 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 this. I go, okay. Who was the worst boss you've ever worked for? And they're like, oh, uh, Cassandra. I was <laughs> like, oh, what, what was Cassandra like? Oh, well, she used to do this and this and that. Quick to criticise. Re- yeah, and but, so, but then and then when people say like, oh, oh you know, I can't, I can't actually think of a bad boss. All my bosses have been good. I'm like, oh, that's a really good sign. Really yeah. good sign. And then sometimes it opens up. It opens up that they then start slagging off the company, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is like a red, big red flag here for me, yeah, for this person. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I know I didn't, I haven't done it like that for finding out if they're rich yeah. or not, but just finding out if it's the sort of person I want to be around. Yeah. I don't want to be around a moany person who's no. going to criticise and talk about all the bad things. It's like, oh, it repulses me. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess to sum up, if you want to think rich and you want to be rich. The, the main moral of the story to get started with this, of course, there's many other factors. You know, going to um, you know events and programs, putting yourself in the right rooms. Well, and- t- talking of programs as well, um, the deal sourcing crash course, which I know you're running with Samuel. Yeah. That's where you talk, isn't it, about your your money blueprint, how oh, to yeah. fix it, how to change it. Yeah. If you if you if you're sat here listening or watching this and you're thinking actually I need to make a change, you should 100 percent come down to the um, deal source and crash course and is it is tickets are a pound are they a hundred pounds are they a thousand pounds oh no they're a pound did i did i ruin it should i have should i have said you should that? have said oh, they're, on, they're only a hundred pounds oh I t- aren't, sorry aren't tickets only like a hundred pound oh you must be crazy russell no they're only one pound one pound to I'm spend mad. a day no, with it's a bargain huh? it's an absolute bargain oh it's ridiculous it's one pound Spend a day with Samuel, myself, our team, and we go through this information. You know, we go through it with and, you. And also how to find deals, because if you want to make money in property, the first thing you'll be able to do is go out of value. That's another good tip, actually. Go on. Rich people realise that money comes from providing, money is an exchange for value. Yeah. So if you want to become that, you need to think about, okay, how can I add value? And if you look at the study of some of the big companies, if you look at companies like Facebook, Facebook weren't like, oh, I want to make money. How can we make money? They were like, I want to create something that people are going to use, people are going to love, that's going to be valuable. I'm not going to charge them for it. I'm going to add the value and the money will follow. Amazon. Amazon, when I was read a lot of books about Amazon recently, and Amazon weren't trying to make, many times they're making stupid decisions from a, from a financial point of view. 
All they wanted to do was give value to the customers and they knew that if they gave the value and the customers were happy, their market share would grow and ultimately they'd make more money. So to make rich, to, to make money to become rich, you need to add value. And if you wanna add value in the property space, the best way to add value is to, is to have the skill of being able to find good deals. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the other thing that you'll learn on the yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. The more valuable you become, the more money you can make. And right now, if you sat there walking or whatever you're doing, and you listen to this and you're watching this and you're thinking, actually, I could do with making a change. I could do with making some more money. On the day, for a pound, we're gonna give you these three steps. The first thing is we're gonna give you an overview and show you all about the thermostat. What can you do to change it? What can you do to tweak it? The second thing we're gonna show you to do is how to actually find the good deals. How can you become valuable? And then the third thing we're gonna show you to do on the day is we're gonna then show you how to take them deals and uh, package and sell them to investors for a nice healthy fee. So if you're interested in seeing that, seeing it in front of your eyes as well, not just telling you about it, we, we, we show you in front of you. We jump on a laptop and we find the deals. We show you how we do it. If you wanna jump onto that, then maybe we'll, we'll leave a link below. I'll put, I'll put a link, put a link below. Click the link below, um, get booked on. It does sell out and it does sell out. Yeah, it sells course. out quick. So get, and where, where do you go? It's like, it's like London, uh, like you go to the Northwest. So it's like, yeah, Birmingham, London, um, Yeah, Birmingham, oh, I don't we even know. We're all over. We're all over, so it doesn't matter. And anyway, that's, that's not even an excuse because if you make an excuse of, oh, it's too far, poor mentality. Why is that? Because you're finding problems. Yeah. So what would a rich person do? A rich person would go, how can I? I can't, I can't go to that event because it's too far. <laughs> well, how can I get there? Yeah. And also, if you, if you, if you can't come because it's too far, <laughs> maybe it's not for you. Fair. So click the link below, go and get registered, and I'll see you there. Cheers, guys. See you next week. See you next week.